This is Radio Influence. Podcasting redefined. As America's zone coach, premier thought leader, and the world's number one coach of champions, Jim Fannin is the go-to person. He has guided the careers of the best pro athletes from 10 sports and business executives from 50 industries. He has coached individuals, families, relationships, and students in simplifying and balancing their lives for more than 40 years. From winning Wimbledon, the World Series, and a gold medal, to losing 68 pounds, saving lost marriages, or overcoming financial ruin, Jim Fannin has been behind the scenes guiding individuals through the intricate process of peak performance. His success tools are not just for the superstar. They're designed to help you reach your full potential as you tap into life's most successful mindset, the zone. And now, please welcome the coach of champions and America's zone coach, Jim Fannin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jim Fannin Show. I'm Jim Fannin. And my name is Seth, Jim's sidekick and producer here on America's Most Positive Podcast. Now in year two. <laughs> Congratulations. Wow. Balloons, <laughs> fireworks. This is unbelievable. One year under the belt. Time flies when you're having fun, Seth. It does. It does. And I've got to say, this last year has been one of the most fun of my life. You talk about the best year of your life ought to be the one you're in. And uh, here we are, and here's a lot of people along with us that, uh, you know, maybe have, have found these tools for the first time ever on the Jim Fannin Show. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. We've had some really great guests. Uh, we're going to have a few of the guests back uh, to see how they're doing. And, yeah, I'm excited about year two and then um, year three, year four, and uh, just keep going. So um, I'm excited, and, I, and I'm definitely thankful uh, for all the listeners. So thank you very much. Uh, all of you that, uh, download our podcast, listen to it, share it. It it is so appreciated. And your feedback, uh, your, uh, ask Jim mailbag that you've contributed to, uh, this show couldn't happen without zoniacs all over the world, uh, wanting to continue to be in the zone. And, and push new boundaries and uh, set personal records, uh, team records, and even world records. So it's really been a lot of fun, and the fun continues. Yes. So what's going on? What's on your mind? Oh, man. You know, I'll tell you what's on my mind. As most know, I am from Kentucky, and I'm a proud hillbilly from uh, the Appalachian Hills of eastern Kentucky. So this is what's on my mind, Seth. Are you a pioneer or are you a settler? Okay. So everyone listening, are you a pioneer or are you a settler? You know, this is what made our country great. In life, you're either one or the other. You're either a pioneer or you're a settler. Now, in this usage, pioneers are usually the first to an area. They lead the way. Settlers, on the other hand, they arrive after first settlement, and then they join others in the process of community. They follow. Are you a pioneer? Are you a settler? So when I think about my heritage, I I have to think about Daniel Boone, uh, obviously pioneer, adventurer. He was an American pioneer, explorer, frontiersman. 
And his exploits uh, were during the late 1700s. It made him one of the first folk hero, heroes of the U.S. And he's most famous for his exploration and settlement of what is now the Commonwealth of Kentucky. My old Kentucky home. This territory was beyond the western borders of the settled part of the 13 colonies. So um, despite some resistance from American Indians, such as the Shawnee, uh, Daniel Boone blazed this wilderness trail through the Cumberland Gap and the Appalachian Mountains from North Carolina, Tennessee, into Kentucky. And actually, actually forged this trail. Uh, no one had ever uh, had a road west. Um, and then he founded the village of Boonesboro, appropriately named Boonesboro, Kentucky. That was the first English-speaking settlement west of the Appalachian Mountains. And before the end of the 18th century, more than 200,000 Europeans settled in this general area, uh, and they followed the route marked by Daniel Boone. He was a pioneer. Are you a pioneer? Or, or are you a settler? Now, a pioneer mentality, that's an adventuresome personality. This person's daring. This person's bold. Good fortune favors the bold. And with a dream, you know, under his or her arm, the pioneer marches into the unknown to find his or her calling. This person doesn't worry, doesn't have anxiety regarding challenges, obstacles that most pioneers face as they chase their goals and chase their dreams. Are you a pioneer? Or are you a settler? The pioneer spirit, if you've ever met a pioneering personality, their spirit, you can feel it. It's uplifting. It's motivating. It's inspiring. And it does that with everybody they meet. And with blinders in place, and a pioneer does have blinders because the pioneer forges ahead right into the face of adversity. And it looks adversity in the eye, and it doesn't blink, the pioneer. The pioneer is constantly seeking a better place, and that's regardless of the sacrifice, time, money, hardship, effort. I mean, that's the currency paid by the pioneer in reaching their dreams. What are you willing to sacrifice to reach your dreams? What are you willing to sacrifice to reach your dreams? Time, money, hardship, effort. The pioneer wakes up every day and has a sense of urgency. There's a need to achieve. And they not only have long-term goals, but they have short-term goals that really motivate them. And it ignites that zone mentality where they're at their best. They dare to go where others seldom even imagine. They cut down the psychological safety net that comforts the timid, the fearful, and the weak. Are you a pioneer? Are you a pioneer? Look in the mirror right now. Or are you a settler? And there's nothing wrong with that. We need settlers. We need settlers. They till the land. Once the land's been discovered, 
They set up shop. They settle into daily routines, and that's a positive thing. They, they hop a ride on these daily habits, and they adapt the mind of peaceful existence, peaceful coexistence. They take far less risk. They wait for things to take care of themselves. They do react to what's happened. Sometimes they even overreact, and they settle for what's sure. They settle for what's there and very seldom expand their boundaries. It's the settler that loses that need to venture out. They don't have a sense of urgency. They avoid confrontation. And all they may be good at what they do, the settler is seldom great. There's a big difference between good and great. Sometimes a settler even quits dreaming. Doesn't look over the horizon. Doesn't think, what if? Doesn't push the envelope. Doesn't tap into their imagination. When they quit dreaming, once that stops, they settle for what is, and they seldom venture into what may be. You know, and just like the settling of the foundation of a house, that eventually uh, creates some small cracks of discontentment, apathy, and eventually into big cracks of despair, hopelessness. And a lot of people, a lot of settlers right now are waking up going, what is going on? And, and they're not happy. Yet they've got everything that they think they want and possibly need, but they've settled. Now the mental and physical edifice of, of you built over time, it'll crumble and it crumbles from within. You'll have thoughts of shoulda, coulda, and woulda. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Those are three cousins. They've been in every locker room of every sport I've ever coached. I heard that last night on a coaching call. I should have hit that pitch. <laughs> yeah, well, I should have been in the NBA. I should have. <laughs> I had a five PhDs and learned 10 languages. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. I mean, that's the language of a settler. Have you settled with your current physique? Yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm big boned. We can always make excuses. Have you settled in your current relationship? Afraid to face confrontation on how it might be better? Um, one plus one needs to equal three, not two. And when it equals two, one or both of you have settled. Have you settled in your job, in your career? So ask yourself, am I a settler or am I a pioneer? Now, a couple of shows back, Seth, we talked about having your greatest Q3 ever. 92 days, July, August, September. There's two things I know. At the end of this 92 days, you're either going to be better or you're going to be worse. It's the pioneer and the pioneer spirit that's going to be better. Stop settling. Put on your coonskin hat. You got to go a little Kentucky here and forge ahead. It's time. It's time that all the listeners be the modern-day Daniel Boone, pioneer your dreams, be in the zone. That's what's on my mind. You know what I, I love about the fact that this show is on this week? 
is uh, you will hear it. I promise you, if you haven't heard it this week already, you're going to hear it. Now that the 4th of July is over, everybody's going to be going, where did the summer go? Where's 2018 going? That's not the language of a pioneer. <laughs> like, no, what did I do it, with my time? Where's it, my life going? It's really, it's really not. You know, my recommendation right now, yes, we have a so Q3 goals. You have a 2018 goal of what you want to accomplish. Uh, you know, the pioneer sets very small goals, uh, but you got to put your blinders on and just get it done. You got to roll up your sleeves. And that's going to give you a sense of urgency, not not in a panic, oh my gosh, way. Um, but that sense of urgency, that good stress that you put on yourself, that'll attract that zone. And the zone is a purposeful comment. For the ones that have never listened to the show, this show is about putting on the zone like an overcoat in anything and everything that you do. And it's literally a mental and physical fusion of all your talent where you can be your absolute best uh, in everything that you do. It's not just for sports. It's not just for business. You can be in the zone reading a book. You can be in the zone in a meeting. Uh, there, you, you're in a zone when you're watching a TV show that you're binging on maybe or, or, or uh, uh, reading a book or, or watching a movie. The zone is peak performance. And, you know, the settler also does one other thing, Seth. They're procrastinators. And I'll tell you about procrastination. Procrastination, uh, and there was a time in my life uh, in high school where I procrastinated on a few things. And I'd put it off and put it off. I'm talking about a term paper, for example. Yeah, I, I didn't think you were talking about tennis. because No, no. That. So well, it's probably I, academic. But, but, you know, but e- yeah. even tennis, you know, in my freshman, sophomore year in high school, I, I didn't have a sense of urgency. Um, but I remember my father, I, I went to my dad and I said, uh, so, Dad, uh, do we have a college fund? And he looked at me like I was totally uh, an imbecile. He goes, college fund are you serious the only way you're going to go to college uh is to get a job get a scholarship or maybe you can just go there and walk around and come back but to go there and enroll in a college jimmy that's up to you there's no money there's no college fund we can't afford to send you to college get a job get a scholarship and I'm a, I'm a sophomore, and, and I, I started to panic. I remember that conversation. It was brutal uh, with my dad. It was pretty blunt. It was pretty simple. Uh, and then he did something uh, really that inspired me. He took me down to Armco Steel, and I think I'd mentioned this on a, on a show before, took me into this 120-degree room where they were flopping sheets of steel. These are 40, 50-year-old men. with the, It looked like giant tongs, you know, for like barbecue. And they were turning these sheets of steel over. And it was so hot. It was one of the menial, lower labor jobs at Armco Steel. Then he took me up into the hills of Kentucky into a coal mine. And he said, if you don't go to college, this is where you're going to work. And this is what you're going to do. And I'm like, 
oh, this ain't going to happen. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, are you serious? But after he showed me that, it was brutal. So I, I all of a sudden realized I needed to be a pioneer. I need to, uh, um, I need to have a sense of urgency. So I started setting some very small goals, uh, and I needed to win some tournaments. And if I didn't win, uh, I'm not going to get any colleges uh, to recruit me, and there's not going to be any offers, and then I'll just have to get a job. Like a lot of people, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I made up my mind, I'm going to college. But I knew the easiest way for me, and it still was not going to be easy, uh, was to do what I love. And I love playing tennis. And luckily for me, that sense of urgency, thank you, Dad, um, helped me pioneer my tennis uh uh, career and, and and did get many college scholarship offers and, and landed one at East Tennessee. I had one at University of Kentucky, Purdue, Indiana, Marshall University. I had a lot of offers, but that sense of urgency, sophomore, junior, and and it was on me. I, I, I had no safety net. I wasn't looking around for someone else to help me. And that's what the pioneer does. It, that's a a pioneer spirit begins in the mirror. You got to look in the mirror and go, am I a pioneer or am I a settler? And you need that sense of urgency. Self-discipline is the first word, the first letter uh, in the, our score success system. Self-discipline, concentration, that's the C in the score system. Optimism, the O. Relaxation, the R. Enjoyment, the E. And, and those five. Um, intangibles, S-C-O-R-E, self-discipline, concentration, optimism, relaxation, enjoyment, they actually trigger when they're at a high level. They trigger natural chemicals. And when they're all at their highest level, uh, that's where the zone is, and that's where your peak performance really comes to the surface. And the pioneer is able to do that. But the first thing that they do, besides having that blueprint tucked under their arm, they do have that sense of urgency that I'm getting this done today. I'm getting this done tomorrow. And, and they chip away one day at a time, one meeting at a time, uh, one set of tennis at a time, one round of golf at a time. Whatever you're looking to do, whatever you're looking to ch- achieve, it's that pioneer spirit being bold. And... Um, not thinking about the negatives, not, not, not placing a safety net underneath you, which is full of excuses. And um, are you a pioneer? Are you a settler? And what I, I love about that story is, in pretty much one day, you moved from settler to pioneer and you never went back. No, uh, I never so. went back. It, it, uh, it, it was very contagious uh, in, in terms of me keeping that mindset. Um, I realized I, I played my best tennis in that mindset. My creativity came out. Um, you know, I, I had that pioneering mindset uh, uh, even in writing. I, I remember I finished second or third in a writing contest and uh, for the local newspaper. Uh, and, and that inspired me to become a, a pioneer with my own talent and to push it. And I wrote some pretty bad articles. I wrote some <laughs> bad pieces, but I was open-minded uh, 
to get them in front of people that would really give me a serious critique. And I just kept honing that craft, uh, knowing that I had something to say. And I had a lot of people that critiqued me and, and helped me and uh, along the way to be the best writer. I, I remember my first editor, she was brutal. I, I don't even know if she's still around. Betty Pratsker, uh, Doubleday. Uh, she would mark up my uh, a chapter that I'd written. She would mark it up. I, I couldn't see anything but red marks. I'm like, oh, my gosh. She was brutal, and um, I, I hated her, and I loved her at, at the same time uh, because she just told it like it, you know, like it was, and this is not acceptable. Do this, do that. Pioneers are constantly training they're the best students of the game. They're constantly learning. And the most important thing the pioneer learns, they learn about themselves, what they're made of, how far they can go. And even when they realize how far they can go, the pioneer in the back of their mind goes, I can go farther. I can go a little bit farther. Uh, they just don't settle for mediocrity. And, um, that's what made our country so amazing. But, you know, traveling around the U.S. in the last six months, I've seen a lot of settlers, and I've seen a lot of people settling and then bitching and moaning about it, complaining about it, pointing fingers, judging people, um, becoming a victim of the circumstance, victim of the condition. That's not a pioneer spirit. Pioneer spirit does something about it. If you don't like where you are, do something. Get a blueprint, break it into small bites. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And what can you do in one day? You know, listening to this, today it's 1-365th of reaching your annual goal. Today is 192nd of the third quarter of 2018. Today is one-seventh of a week of your weekly goals. You know, break everything down into its smallest bites and then have that pioneer spirit. And the pioneer spirit is, if you ask a pioneer, so how are you doing? I'm awesome. And, that, and that's the spirit that's needed to blaze a new trail, uh, to invent something, create something, do something no one's done before, find a better way a better path. Uh, and again, that's what made America great. And I think we need to go back to that pioneer spirit. There's a lot of pioneers in this country, but we need more. And when I went back to Kentucky and talked to the four high schools there, uh, I saw a few pioneers, but not as many as I would have liked to have seen. Um, I think pioneers sometimes can um, get shut down by people that they love, uh, get shut down by, you can't do that. But the pioneer knows one thing. You don't know me. You don't know my heart. You don't, my, don't know my soul. And uh, the pioneer's constantly thinking positive. It's a can-do spirit. And I think that's what everyone listening, can you imagine? Just the group right here with us, Seth. Listen right now. Can you imagine all the amazing things this group individually, collectively, what we can do? What can we do? 
There's no limits here. And it's just a matter of rolling up our sleeves. And I, I think, again, that sense of urgency set a one-day goal. Maybe it's only one thing you want to get done. Get it done. I want to talk very swiftly, uh, if I can, about procrastination. Here's why procrastination is popular. <laughs> okay, I've never heard somebody take it to single. It's very popular. A lot of people do it. You wait to the last possible second, and then you have automatic time constraint urgency. When's that paper due? Tomorrow? Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot about it. I got 24 hours to do something that I've been putting off, and now I have, I, I've got no option. I'm either going to fail or I'm going to succeed. And so by waiting to the last minute, it puts pressure on you to do it. And then typically, the procrastinator gets it done. And then what do they do? Ah, oh, wow. Then you relax because you had this energy drain of undue stress that you placed yourself in, and then you relax, you become complacent, and then you settle, and then you put, put it off again, and then you get back up, get into the zone, and then you accomplish it, and then you settle, and you get on this teeter-totter, or you get on this roller coaster of highs and lows, but over the long haul, you don't get nearly as much done as the tortoise that's just chipping away, getting in the zone every day, chipping a day. Today's one-seventh of your weekly goal. Why do you wait to day six to get that goal completed? That is the settler who's learned how to procrastinate to get in the zone by force. The zone needs stress yeah. to get in the zone. This is the first time I've ever kind of thought of uh, procrastination as almost like an addiction. Like you want that rush of chemicals so that you can do your thing and then you're tired afterwards. And, you know, and it's got to be diminishing your turns. Too. Oh, I, I, seen, I had right? a Cy Young award winning pitcher. I'm not going to tell you the name, but you know, I've coached four of them. Randy Johnson, Jack McDowell, Barry Zito, uh, Oral Hershiser. So you, you can guess one of those four. All right? <laughs> but one, one of those Cy Young award winners said, I realized having this settler pioneer uh, and also procrastination that I would put myself in bad situations just so that I was forced to get in the zone to get myself out of it. And he said, why, why do I do that? And that's a natural state to put yourself in negative situations and then you have no option. Now you got to get in the zone or you're, you're going to be seriously in trouble. You're going to be knocked out of the game. Uh, and when he won his Cy Young, that's when he just started putting the stress on the opposition and not on himself. He was locked in every single pitch. And I, and I want to go to a, a champion right now, someone that is not a procrastinator, someone that is a pioneer, and that's Roger Federer. I watch Roger Federer. Last night, absolutely demolish the competition to get into the quarterfinals, going after his ninth Wimbledon, which is like, you got to be serious. That's pretty amazing. The guy got five points in the first set. 
Now, there's six games you got to win to win the first set. 6-0, you win the set. There's four points in one game. So 24 points you need minimum to win one set of tennis without going into a tiebreaker and getting a little more complicated. 24 points. Roger Federer in the first set won 27 points, and the competition only won five. And in a world-class scenario of Wimbledon in the second week, and Roger Federer's competitor only won five points only in one set, that is a shellacking at the highest level. And what that does, that means Federer is playing an amazing point every point. Every point. There's no let up. And, and that's someone that's pioneering his own mind. There's no complacency. It's easy to let up when you're ahead of the competition. It's almost natural. But every time you're ahead in a competition, well, the opposition, they have some stress now. They have a sense of urgency. They're going to up their game. And if you don't match that level of their intensity when they're behind, they're going to catch up and maybe even pass you. I remember my mentor, Professor R.W. Ross, said, beat them as badly as possible or you're disrespecting them. I go, I, wow. I, don't, I don't understand that. Explain that. Well, if you win the first set 6-0, easy, and you're up in the second set, and then you let up a little bit, you know, because they're no good, you kind of let up, kind of let them win a couple of games, you're showing them no respect. You want to respect them, beat them unmercifully. And that'll also change your reputation. That will spread. And I didn't get that early in my career. But I, I, as soon as I got that, that's when I was able to get a scholarship and go out on the Pro Tour and coach at the highest level. You know, Seth, we've been talking about pioneering, and um, it's also pioneer your fitness. What does that mean? Uh, that means take your body to a place maybe you've never been before. And if you've been an athlete at a high level and you look in the mirror and go, well, where's that guy? <laughs> you know, where's that girl? Where is that athlete? It's, it's still in there. Um, maybe it's time to get the pioneering spirit and uh, take your physical being to its highest possible level. The one product, and most of us have heard about this product, but I love it because I've definitely ha I have this product, the Nordic Track. They've got treadmills. They've got exercise bikes. They've got incline trainers and also uh, the Nordic Track for strength training. And I like all their products. They're quality. Uh, they're guaranteed. But the cool thing about this is you won't get complacent. Uh, why is that? Because they've got streamed workouts in both studios and exotic destinations around the world. Streamed workouts. So you, you can join high-energy streamed workouts any time of the day, and you don't need to step out of the door. How cool is that? Uh, you can start your day with a run through the streets of Paris. Really? And you can end with cross-training on the shores of Thailand. What? Seriously? Or you can work out 
on the African safari. And these workouts, they're led by the world's top personal trainers, and that's going to help ensure that you're going to meet your fitness goals. We have a special for the Jim Fannin Show. It's a special offer for uh, our listeners. You get $75 off your Nordic Track purchase by visiting nordictrack.com slash Fannin. And then you'll use the offer code Fannin. So that's nordictrack.com, N-O-R-D-I-C-T-R-A-C-K dot com slash F-A-N-N-I-N. And the offer code, Fannin, F-A-N-N-I-N. And you can do that uh, for the checkout to save $75 off your purchase. It's going to help you be your genuine, authentic best self. Get in the zone, everybody. Nordic track. Who's in the zone? The top 10 seated women at Wimbledon all got defeated. That's never happened at this tournament. I'm not sure that's ever happened at a major professional tournament where the top 10 seeds have been ousted as they go into the second week of a major tournament. Top 10 seeds are gone. And that leaves uh, a lower-ranked seed, Serena Williams. And the only reason she's ranked lower uh, is because uh, pregnancy. You know, she, <laughs> she had a baby. And, and there's no rules of uh, compensating her uh, as a maternity leave. There's no such thing in pro sports. Pro sports is what have you done for me lately. So, her, you know, when she took time off to have a baby, her ranking dropped down to 24. But uh, she's looking uh, pretty, pretty good. And she's a pioneer. Yeah. Well, and apparently there were even people in tennis world that said she was ranked too high because they're like, well, she hasn't been in here. What are we doing? And uh, I think she just silenced the critics. I think we can say that. Well, we'll we'll see what's going to happen. But uh, kudos to her. Uh, She is a pioneer. Uh, And even the way she was brought up was a pioneer effort uh, with her family. She didn't take the traditional route uh, of playing junior tennis and playing the 14 and unders, the 16 and unders. She was training to be a pro at age 11. I know Peter Fleming and I went down to watch her play. Peter Fleming, uh, who I coached and who's been a business partner, one of my best friends of all time, uh, was hitting uh, tennis balls with Venus and Serena when they were 11. and, And I think Serena was nine. And we both looked at each other and was like, Whoa, <laughs> whoa, these, these gals are good. But they did it in a pioneering way. They didn't do the traditional go through the juniors, go through the college. They just started uh, uh, playing uh, as many adults as possible at that age, and they went from amateur, boom, to right into a pro. So a very unconventional, pioneering way uh, to get into the pro ranks. A lot of people aren't aware of that. Wow. Also in the zone, we're talking a little Wimbledon here. Uh, you know, when we were talking about American players, uh, don't have the big names at the moment because you're got to win Wimbledon to get the big name. I just saw a headline that said giant American reaches quarterfinals. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's, that's just clickbait writing right there. No, actually John Isner, uh, he's 33 years old. He is six foot 10. So, <laughs> well, he's, <laughs> he's a got, giant American. Uh, I, when he's serving, it's like a dentist looking down your throat. I mean, this guy is formidable. And on the grass courts at, at Wimbledon, especially in the second week, 
The courts are going to get chewed up a little bit, especially around the baseline area. Uh, there's going to be some bad bounces. And when he's smoking, uh, you know, the 130-mile-an-hour serves, uh, he's definitely going to have an advantage. Uh, so we'll see how he gets through uh, the second week. But kudos to him for making the quarterfinals. 6-10, that's formidable. And when we look at who's in the zone, you know, it's in sports, it's in business, it's in other arenas. It is who are those peak performers that have high levels of, of what we're going to talk about at the end of the show, self-discipline, concentration, optimism, relaxation, and enjoyment. And uh, the Thai Navy SEALs who rescued these uh, 12 soccer players and their coach, uh, who rescued this team of soccer players and their coach from uh, a flooded cave. This took and, and one of, and one of them actually died, ran out of oxygen, and and actually oh, died, which which really just says, wow, this is a, a a formidable task, and this is a pioneering spirit. I mean, they're literally going into an unknown situation. They didn't know if they could get through some of the really narrow passes in this cave at all. Uh, and the water's murky. Uh, the there's currents. Uh, it's over a mile long and it took hours, uh, to go in and hours to go out. Yeah. Kudos to, uh, all of the first responders, all of the seals. There were two British, uh, cave divers also that were the first ones, uh, in, in this cave system. Uh, and then to the coach, uh, should he have gone into the cave with the boys? Maybe not. I think he had good intentions. He, he would never do anything uh, uh, ill-advised, but uh, it may have been ill-advised in a monsoon season. But you know what? He stood his ground. Uh, he stood by his kids, uh, and, and thank goodness they're all safe. What a harrowing experience. And, and that's, uh, but the hats are off to the zone performers, the pioneers who really made this happen. And then you look at Elon Musk, who, who actually invented a small little submarine capsule that a child could fit into, a little submergible, uh, and sent it to Thailand, obviously a little too late. Uh, but that created that need that uh, we have a challenge, uh, a little mini submarine that could get through the cracks and crannies. That's pretty amazing. Uh, you know, stress, adversity. It really brings the best out in all of us. And the pioneer is pushing the boundaries, creating their own stress. You know, the pioneer, uh, the champion, has eustress. E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. E-U is the Greek word for good, like eureka or euphoria. And good stress is stress you place on yourself. And and small uh, goals. Uh, with short timelines, uh, create the stress that, that's needed. Um, and you want a little bit of that every day. And then, of course, once you have that type of stress and you get into a zone state, then you need to train yourself to turn your brain off, unplug, and that way you can replenish your energy stores physically and mentally. Um, the pioneer can, knows how to rest. Don't, don't get me wrong on this. Yeah, they're ambitious. Yes, they're bold, but they're not foolish. The pioneer's calculated. 
they they will uh, now they don't always have a map because they may be going somewhere where no one's mapped it yet. Maybe they're the one doing the mapping, but they're still cautious optimism. But they're confident that whatever they're going to confront, they can face it. You know, when I, I look back in my heritage and look back at a at a Daniel Boone that came into Kentucky, uh, which was inhabited by Indians, and in fact, he was even kidnapped at, at one time uh, by the Shawnee. Uh, this guy was tough, and uh, it's that pioneering spirit. I love meeting new people, people I've never met, people that are running their own companies, uh, running a division, people that are in their sport, either at the top of their game as an amateur or as a professional. But you can tell the pioneers. You really can. Uh, They're not trying to be like somebody else. They're very happy being who they are. They're very happy being in their own skin, and they're very happy setting their own course. So again, I'm going to ask everybody listening, are you a pioneer or are you a settler? And the next pioneer who's in the zone here, the city of Los Angeles landed a player named LeBron James. (laughs) Talk about a pioneer. Uh, This guy is a pioneer. Uh, He's not only going to L.A. and, and taking the whole city by storm, uh, but he's already has a production company. Going to come out with a TV series, uh, uh, or maybe a bunch of TV series and movies. Uh, you know, there's rumors right now that he's working with Oscar winner Octavia Spencer. Not a hundred percent sure on that, but um, you know, if you, when you always meet with new athletes, you say you're more than a basketball player, you're more than a golfer, right? I mean, th- this guy's got some time left in the NBA to be a champion, and then he's got this huge stretch of life to be champions and other things, and he just set himself up for it. And, and he's going to be in the zone in everything that he does. I'm sure if he gets into, uh, well, he's already in the entertainment business uh, outside of basketball. Uh, but, you know, this is someone that's got a brand new team, got a lot of young guys. Um, he's going to help mold that team uh, into his pioneering image. And um, he's ignited this city. Uh, Nike shoe sales have gone through the roof already. Uh, He's coming out with a new shoe. Uh, It's going to be different. It's going to be bold. And uh, that's the pioneering spirit. And uh, he is definitely his own brand. So what's going to happen with LeBron the next uh, 60 months? Who knows? Uh, Who knows what he's going to create? But it's going to be something special. Uh, and it's going to be something where he's put a lot of effort into it uh, mentally and physically. This is a zone performer at the highest level. And, you know, the Lakers had mentioned that one of the things that was appealing about him is they do have a young team. And, you know, he's the most dominant player that uh, we've seen in a generation. He also does an amazing job of pulling those other people up. And so, you know, he, he kind of said and they kind of said, we can bet on some younger players here with the LeBron factor of influencing them which is something a true champion does. You make everybody around you better when you're in the zone. Well, and the, and the way he influences is his work ethic, which a pioneer definitely has a high work ethic. It, so it's not just out on the court during a game. It's in the locker room. It's how he carries himself on the road. Uh, it's how he talks in uh, uh, interviews after the game, before the game. 
Uh, it's his overarching demeanor. Uh, this is a pioneer a- athlete, probably going to be one of the first billionaire uh, athletes on a global level. And uh, it's exciting to watch. Uh, I'm sure there's uh, detractors, but there's one thing you can't detract from. You can't detract from results. Uh, this guy's always putting down a zone performance. You know, and I, I really stay away from making predictions on uh, on the show <laughs> because I think there's a lot of, you know, hot take sports writers and, you know, people who are covering business and stuff that are just shooting from the hip. And I, I don't really have any interest in being in that camp. However, I will say as someone who does some writing in the, uh, you know, in the TV and film arenas, I actually think that LeBron James has an opportunity maybe to have more financial success post NBA with the way that, uh, you know, that he's put everything together. So just, you know, champion mentality all the way around. Uh, absolutely. You know, I was talking with a, a, a young athlete I'm coaching, and I, I've said this to every athlete, you're so much more than a baseball player, a golfer, a tennis player, what, whatever that sport may be. Uh, and he's uh, in his free time, uh, when he's not playing his sport, he's writing Hollywood scripts. He's writing one right now. And uh, that's that's what he's going to do. So uh, uh, maybe he'll have one of those scripts that uh, LeBron James will LeBron. <laughs> turn into reality, you know, and uh, that's exciting. I, I, I love it when uh, um, the athletes I coach, especially the really young ones, they don't put all their happy eggs into one basket. Uh, you're so much more than an athlete. And of course, we are America's most positive podcast. You know, I don't know if I would call this a negative spin. But I want to talk about a challenge for a couple of baseball players uh, that we're all kind of scratching our heads going, what what happened here? So I do want to give a shout out in particular to uh, Andrew Benatendi, who's an outfielder for the Red Sox, who has been hitting out of his mind on one of the best teams in baseball. And also Blake Snell, who is a pitcher for the Rays, who is actually has a 12 and four record right now, 209 ERA, 132 strikeouts uh, and 116 innings pitched. And uh, you're actually not going to see either one of those individuals in. Uh, and those the, are those are Cy Young uh, stats. numbers. Yeah, uh, they really are. And, and you know, a, a lot of people uh, have been snubbed. Yeah. At, so you can and, be and, one of the best players in baseball and not go to the All Star game. It is possible, and uh, it, it's hard to load up uh, everybody on your team on the All Star, and and sometimes that happens. Uh, of course, my advice to those is uh, to use that as fuel. Uh, to have the best second half you possibly can. Uh, turn your brain off. Don't be a victim. Don't be a judge. No shoulda, coulda, woulda. Uh, your family members are definitely going to hop on that bandwagon, more than not, more than likely. And um, you've got to uh, keep the same mindset that actually built those stati- statistics in the first half. So, um, unfortunately, you didn't make the all-star team. Uh, next, get back in the zone, uh, do what you do well, and finish the second half as the best pitcher, as the best hitter in your position in baseball. And uh, hopefully they'll follow that advice. Yeah, so really the danger there is being drugged into the past. That, that's what could mess you up. It, it is, because uh, family, friends, you know, what, what do you say? What do you say, um, you know, when someone you care about uh, got snubbed? You're, you're, you're going to talk about, why and 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 shoulda coulda woulda those three uh, imposters in every locker room. So uh, you know if you have been snubbed in anything, even snubbed for a promotion, 
uh, in your job. Uh, you got snubbed for a presentation. You got beat out by a competitor when actually you had the best presentation. And, you know, how did I lose that bid? Um, let that motivate you. Put the, you, know, you don't need to just forget about it. You can take it and put it up under your lip, you know, and kind of keep it there and let it drip down to keep you inspired and keep that positive, good stress of you being the best that you can be. So uh, keep the pioneer spirit even when uh, things don't go your way. Uh, that is the mark of a pioneer. Success, it's getting up one more time from defeat. Next, get up. And uh, we, we may just see one of those guys in the World Series. So at that point, yeah, oh, well. <laughs> one more in the zone moment here. Uh, you know, Apple has for all practical purposes, almost owned the entire tablet market with the iPad. And Microsoft just this week announced a new product called the Surface Go. It's $400 uh, that really looks like it is a formidable opponent here. Uh, and uh, this is something that you've actually, uh, you've been involved in coaching. Uh, Panos Panay, who uh, oversees the Surface, uh, is, is Panos has definitely been a client. Uh, I've had a seminar with uh, that surface team, the decision makers, uh, the the scientists behind it, and I will tell you that they are creative, and they are pioneers. They will look outside the box. So when they came out with something that's groundbreaking, uh, I know the process uh, on how it was done. I know the tenacity uh, that they're going to have with this product. It's going to be formidable. And uh, it looks like the Surface Go is in the zone. So uh, kudos and congratulations to uh, Panos Panay and uh, his Surface team. That is a true mind, uh, mindset of a pioneer to look at something and say, okay, as a business, we don't have 98% of that market. We're going to go get it. We're going to go be better. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. And, and that's an exciting group of people. Very creative, very imaginable. And the work ethic is, uh, uh, well... It's as good as it gets. And of course, we are America's most positive podcast. So we always take a look at uh, po some positive stories that the the regular media may have passed over because, as Jim says, you know, negative news travels 20 times as fast. So just some amazing uh, zone performers that are, are creating positive news. The first one, I don't know how this isn't one of the biggest stories in the country right now, uh, but scientists are say that they are cautiously optimistic. Uh, that they have a um, a vaccine for the HIV virus, one of the most devastating diseases uh, that, that's ever hit humanity. That's amazing. And, and that took pioneer spirit to come up with that, uh, to create that, uh, to imagine that, uh, and then turn it into reality. Uh, so for every person that worked on developing this drug, uh, you're in the zone. Congratulations. That's a zone performance. And I know there's a little cautiousness about it, cautious optimism, uh, but anything that can cure any devastating disease is, uh, is a breakthrough, and it's due to the pioneering spirit. It really is. And before we, we touch on our next positive piece of news here, the very first coaching show we did back in the spring, you can go grab that episode. You coached a college runner who was a freshman who kind of said, you know, I'm I'm a freshman and kind of playing my role on the team, right? And you're like, no, 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 this you got to get out of bed every day, like you're much more than a college freshman. 
Well, I'm just really thankful uh, that uh, Canadian Miranda Wang got out of bed every day. Like she was much more than a college student because she has invented a way to use chemicals to break down plastic that was previously thought to be unrecyclable. If you've ever seen those little sad videos and pictures of like all the like those like trash islands in the ocean. She can take that and actually break it down into nylon, which is, uh, you know, in demand in the fashion industry within hours. Nobody else, I mean, had even thought to do this. They tried different things and just said, well, that kind of plastic, you can't do anything with it. It's so just she trash. Crea- she created a chemical process to break down plastic into nylon, save the oceans, and have a product uh, that can be utilized in other things. And, and probably still made it to class on time because she's still in college. Uh, kudos. That is a zone performer. And listen, you know, Listening to this podcast right now, what do you need to do? What do you need to do in terms of pioneering your next move? And what can you see on the horizon for yourself? Look past what is. Use your imagination. I meet so many people that tell me, you know, I just... There's something that I need to do. I've got this itch that just needs to be scratched. I'm so much more than my job. And go for it. Good fortune favors the bold. Create a swift blueprint. See what you want in finished state. You may not have found the pathway exactly how to get from here to there, but you need to go to the end result. And I think that's what Ms. Wang did. She saw an ocean without plastic. And she saw a serious challenge. And she made up her mind, I'm going to figure this out. And kudos to her at such a young age. But that pioneering spirit, it's for everyone. What do you need to do right now in your business? in your sport, to take you to the next level. What step do you need to do? Be bold about it. Be decisive about it. And get on with it. Right now, with a sense of urgency, that next step, make it bold. Make it direct. And start taking those steps to wherever you want to go. And if you need some boldness, we mentioned this on last week's episode, but we want to let you know again that if you haven't grabbed the bonus episode yet, uh, there's a special way that you can unlock that. Uh, you got an email a couple days ago about it. Uh, you know, We're just asking you to let us know a little bit more about who you are, what's going on in your life. It's a survey that uh, I just looked at it again right before the show started. It's going to take you about a minute. Jim and I recorded a bonus episode about uh, when his... You know, is it okay to say your back was up against the wall at that point? Uh, my back was, yeah. I, I was, uh, I could have easily uh, become a settler, laid down, and quit. It was that formidable. We all have these milestones. We all find these crossword, uh, crossroads in our lives. And we all have some challenges that we definitely don't want, uh, but there they are. And you've got to make a decision. You've got to be decisive. And uh, if you listen to this bonus episode, I'm excited to share it. It was a tough time in my life. I overcame my challenge. But from that was a tool 
that I've used for decades. And it's something I really want to give to all the listeners. And we'd like to give it to you. And we're only asking you to do one thing. Take a little 60-second survey. Uh, It's nothing intrusive about your life. Uh, but just answer a few questions. That way we know more about our audience and, and we know more about how to direct the show, adjust the show to you. And uh, that's important to us. So a uh, 60-second survey, uh, take, take it, and uh, there's your bonus. Uh, it's about a 30-minute bonus audio, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. Definitely, uh, I, I think, probably one of my favorite episodes, easily top five it might be your favorite episode of the jim fannin show before so make sure you don't and, and it's the one. only way to get it, it uh, by taking the survey and uh if you um are listening to this and you haven't subscribed uh and you just uh, hopped on a download uh subscribe so you can get our uh every thursday e-letter which has a link to, obviously to the show kind of has the show notes uh, but if you're on our mailing list, uh, that's how you're going to be able to take the survey, and that's also how you're going to be able to get the bonus episode. You can also swipe over uh, to the show notes in your podcast app right now, and you can get that survey and uh, and get signed up. Ready for a little mailbag? Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. Okay. Hey, Jim. I've been really working with my kids to get them into the zone since I found out about the score success system. However, my oldest son is playing for a coach that really doesn't help him get into the zone. He's going to have a, a different coach next year, so I don't want to make a big fuss, but how can I help my son through this season if not the best coaching situation? I, I think you can help your son uh, by making him aware of him being a victim or a judge. And, you know, there's three people that are in everyone's car on this road of life. There's the champion. That's the pioneering spirit looking through the windshield in the front uh, of the car of life, uh, take down the rear view mirror, no shoulda, coulda, woulda, no judgment, no victim. And that's the other two uh, passengers in most people's car, the victim, the victim of circumstance, the victim of the condition. And just make your son aware that uh, that's not the champion mindset. And that uh, even though the coach maybe has some injustices in terms of playing your son, uh, guiding your son, um, your son still has free will to prepare, adjust, and evaluate his own performances. And you need to do that from a champion mindset and allow no one to get you into being a victim or a judge. That's the easy route. And I... I think that's what's happened to America. A lot of, a lot of things are happening that people don't want, uh, from politics to whatever. And uh, so we're kind of bitching and moaning about it. And, um, and I think a lot of people are getting out of that pioneer spirit, and we're settling, and we're being judges, and we're being victims. And, you know, that, that's not the American way. That's not the championship way. So uh, uh, teach your son how to think like a champion, and uh, that means you need to think like a champion. You can't contribute to him being a victim or a judge by talking negative about the coach. It is what it is. Those are the cards you're dealt. There are injustices 
in every sport. There are injustices in every business. And there are injustices in life. Uh, Happened again last night with one of my clients. Got called out on strikes twice. And they were balls. And you look back at the film and go, that's an injustice. It is what it is. Deal with it. Life's not always fair. And um, do not allow injustices to change you from being a champion. So, uh, Dad, that's my advice. Keep the championship mindset. Well, and if I can just interject right there, Jim, I think you, you, you worked for somebody else basically once in your adult life, right? And it wasn't the best experience. I bet if I gave you money and I just said, hey, Jim, I'll give you some money, but we're going we're gonna to erase the, uh, you know, everything you learned from working from not the best boss. I wouldn't take it, right? Because that adversity helped you build later. Oh, I think adversity introduces you to yourself. It really does. It causes introspection. And, and it's at that crossroad of adversity that you need to decide, am I going to be a settler and um, join in and complain like everybody else? Or am I going to be a pioneer and forge my own pathway? And uh, yeah, uh, I'm so much better as a human uh, for all the injustices that have happened. You know, I didn't like them. Who likes an injustice? Um, I've had a lot of adversity. But success is getting up one more time. Just get up better than when you went down. And um, that's the championship way. It's never ending, by the way, success, getting up one more time from defeat, especially if it's from an injustice. Um, it's an everyday thing. A pioneer is uh, you don't just turn it on and off like a water faucet. You're either a pioneer or you're not. There's no gray area here. And, of course, we always wrap up on doing a score check. It is because this is so vital for you reaching peak performance. S-C-O-R and E. We deal with each week, but you really need to be visiting this every day in each arena of your life. Yeah, and it's these five intangibles that trigger cortisol, glycogen, endorphins, dopamine, serotonin, adrenaline. All the chemicals that once they flow into the body like a chemical cocktail, that's when the zone arrives. And just to, to remind everyone, when you're in the zone state, your eyes double, triple shutter speed. That, that's consciously, I, I haven't seen anyone be able to just do that consciously at will. But when your eyes double or triple shutter speed, it kind of slows everything down. Um, when you're in the zone, your skin sensitivity is heightened. You do have a sense of urgency. Your breathing drops from the average 15 to 17 breaths to a six to eight breaths. Jaws unhinged. You have no worry. Uh, you're not thinking about the past. In fact, you only go into the past for analysis. And the future, well, you only go there to create a blueprint or to think about the next tactic of your next move or this overarching strategy of what you're doing. Um, it's these markers that you're in control of. They form a domino-like chain that make up your overarching attitude, self-discipline. We're cooking up a lot of it here on the Jim Fannin Show. Concentration. We got a big bag of it in the back. Optimism. Well, there's always room for more optimism. You can always be more optimistic. Uh, hopefully not arrogant or cocky. I'm talking about 
knowing that what you have is enough. I'm talking about trusting that what you have is enough, not second-guessing yourself. Wouldn't you like to have a, a full plate of optimism? And of course, everyone right now would love to have some relaxation. There's a lot of stress, a lot of stressors internally and externally in our lives. And um, you want to be cool. You want to be breathing six to eight breaths. You want to have sunglasses on and uh, because the future's bright, of course. And, and you want to love what you do, and you definitely want to love the challenges. You know, the pioneer gets up, has a challenge. How am I going to get across this raging river, uh, the trails cutting through this river? How am I going to get over there? He's going to find a way to ford that river uh, or build a bridge over that river. But the pioneering spirit is going to look for a solution and uh, loves the challenge, S-C-O-R-E. So pull up in your car, you're at the Zone Cafe, and you're in control of these five elements. But you can only order one of them right now. You choose the area you're going to order this from. It could be your business, could be a relationship, or maybe it's just in general. Do you need some self-discipline, the willingness or commitment to stay with a task to reach well-defined goals? We've got some right now. If you need it, then that's what you take from the show. But maybe you need to focus. Maybe you're trying to juggle too many things. Maybe you got too much going on. Focus on your next step. Focus on one day. Focus on one task. And if you need to put blinders on and get one thing done and you need to concentrate, well, that's what you need. Take it right now from the Zone Cafe and add it to your life. But maybe you do need some optimism. Maybe you've had a seed of doubt. Maybe you're second guessing yourself. Maybe you think, "Ah, I don't have it. So if you need confidence, you need self-belief, and you need expectancy, well, we've got a giant bag of optimism, and that's going to have you raise your chin up to any adverse situation. If you're trying to get across that raging river and you need to get to the other side, put your chin up. Look for the solution. You'll find it if you believe it's so. And if that's what you need, Take that optimism right now. But maybe you, need to re- maybe you need to relax. Maybe you need to chill out. Maybe you're taking life a little too serious. Maybe you're a little anal on your plan. And um, if you need to relax and you need to breathe and get rid of some worry, then uh, relaxation, that's going to fuel some serotonin into the bloodstream and give you that peaceful feeling that nothing can go wrong. Well, we've got a cool drink of optimism that you can sip from. But maybe you need our happy meal, you know, that enjoyment, that passion, that zest for living that every pioneer has, uh, that inspiration, uh, that motivation. And if that's what you need, uh, put a smile on your face right now because you can take that with you. So what do you need, Seth? What what do you need for this week? You know what? I've got to say I'm having an amazing time in uh, in this quarter. And uh, just locked down. We, you know, we did have your best quarter over for the second quarter. Have your best quarter ever. But for some reason, I really locked in. 
And uh, it's been a fantastic week, but I'm going to go ahead and just get an extra shot of concentration here. Uh, as uh, when those good things keep happening, you got to be able to uh, keep rising to a lot of times the positive challenges of new things happening in your life. So for this week, I'm going concentration. What about you? Uh, Seth, I'm going to join you with that, and I'll tell you why. You know, I've been in the zone uh, for the last two weeks at, at a very high level. I've accomplished quite a bit, and and I've got a lot on my plate, and, and I'm having fun. But I know that when you're in the zone, uh, it's going to attract a lot of opportunities. A lot of people want to be in the zone as well. And the more opportunities you have, you can't do them all. And I know that I don't have the energy to do them all and don't need to do them all. So right now I'm going through a vetting process with some things. uh, And I'm saying no quite a bit in the last 48 hours. Uh, Do you want to do this? No. Uh, Do you want to go down that path? No. What do you think about this opportunity? No. And and I've said no to some things. I'm like, oh, man. my next life, I'll do that. But right now, <laughs> no. So right now for me, I, I have a blueprint for Q3. Uh, this 92 days, I need to focus. I need to keep a pioneer spirit. That's definite. But I need to focus one step at a time. So I've got some blinders on, Seth. And uh, the answer is no, Seth. It's no. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to get more concentration, narrow my focus. That's what I need, and that's what I'm going to have. And, of course, you, you can and should be coming back to the Zone Cafe. We do it when you once a week, but this is for a tool for you to be using every single day. Yeah, and I would do a little uh, Zone score check uh, before every meeting. Uh, the clients I have do this before every sporting event. And you can also check your score level at the end of the day. How, how did I do? A little short evaluation. Uh, was I disciplined for the day? It's either yes or no. Was I focused today or was it was all, all over the place, you know? Uh, scattered thoughts, up and down, uh, trying to do too much. Uh, was I confident? Uh, was I relaxed or did I get stressed out during a couple of moments during the day? And how was my enjoyment level? So, you know, this score check can be used to prepare. Uh, you can also do one swiftly during a performance to see what's out of balance. And it's definitely a great evaluation tool. So the score check, uh, that's our gift to you from the Jim Fannin Show. It's our uh, primary awareness focusing tool to see what's missing, the missing link uh, that's taking you out of being a Zoniac peak performer. And of course, just by joining us in the Jim Fannin Show, you have, uh, even if you're brand new, you've started to take that step from settler to pioneer Now it's time for you to go get it, and we always send you out with the same closing statement. Be in the zone, everybody. It's the only place to be. This is a Leveling the Playing Field Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Nicole Pike is the head of the esports division over at Nielsen. I've been I've been in many debates um, where people are going back and forth about is esports a sport or not? And you wouldn't believe how heated the conversation is. And I just kind of let people go back and forth. <laughs> I let people go back and forth. And then at the end, I say, 
the fact is it doesn't matter because what's happening is people are watching this content and the people that they are watching are influencing them. And if you think about it that way, like you can label it whatever you want. It's an opportunity to reach these people in a place, in a setting that they are extremely engaged. They're hungry for content. They, they want to consume more and more of this. They want to learn more about the game, the people playing the game, the league. And when you think about it like that, who cares what it's called? There's an opportunity there. Leveling the playing field with Bobby Sue Doyle Hazard can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.